0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Personal Growth Project. In this episode, I'm going to be going over heartbreak and trauma, how to heal from heartbreak and trauma so that you can move on and live your best life without being bogged down by pain over your past. So if you want to know how to do this, keep listening. So I thought that right now would be a really good time to make this episode because um, about two years ago was actually when I experienced the worst heartbreak of my life to date, which I've talked about in previous podcast episodes, but it was just this whole big thing, like when I entered freshman year, and well, I'm going to be honest, like I had a really big part in it because I was petty and insecure, but long story short, I had a falling out with like my closest friend ever. Like to date, I have never had a friendship like that. Like me and this person, like we were vibing on the same wavelength. Like we had all the same interests. Like it was crazy. Even like so many things about our past were just like the same. Like we grew up knowing the same people and like doing all the same things and just, there are just so many similarities. And like I connected with this friend on like a super deep emotional level. And like we resonated on a lot of things. We pretty much thought the same way. And because of that, um, I basically entered freshman year really only having this one friend because I was so invested in that friendship that I kind of let all my other friendships fall to the wayside, which was, you know, a mistake on my end. But That one friendship was just so perfect in my eyes that I really didn't, um, I guess you need to keep cultivating my other friendships. And well, it did bite me in the butt when the friendship ended, but regardless, um, when that friendship ended, when I lost that friend, it really hit me hard, um, for many reasons. One, because, like, I had never connected with someone on that level before, um, I was homeschooled until the fifth grade and let's see, I became friends with this person in eighth grade, but um, let's see, fifth, sixth and seventh grade, my friendships were okay, but like, you know, like those were like all the friendships that I had had up to date and none of them were really like incredible, like super deep connections looking back. Um, So this person was like my first, like, real, actual best friend. And so when that ended, it hit me so much harder than, like, any breakup I've ever been through. Um, Like, to date, I have never experienced, like, the same level of heartbreak from anything else. And just, like... (laughs) Looking back, I actually thought that the world was ending when I lost this friend, because keep in mind, I had no other friends. I was entering high school as a freshman. Now I have literally no friends. Um, I'm sitting at lunch alone every day, which is just like perpetuating like the fact that I've lost my only friend. And to make matters worse, I'm now like watching this person make friends with a bunch of new people at this high school. and I just feel super alone and it just like worsens the pain that I'm going through always having to eat at lunch alone and like watch everyone else make friends around me and that was I'm pretty sure like one of the toughest times in my life to date which you know compared to stuff that kids in third world countries go through you know I really kind of feel bad for complaining about that situation but you know, at the time, that was just like the world was coming to an end for me. And I thought that everything was over because I had no friends and I was eating at lunch alone every day. And, you know, it's really not that bad. Now I literally willingly eat lunch alone because I just prefer having that alone time to myself. But, you know, back then I was just being very dramatic and sad about it. And it was the worst heartbreak of my life to date. So this heartbreak taught me a lot because it was just like, you know, as I said, my first one and I had to navigate that completely alone because at the time, well, as I said, I was petty. So my relationship with my family members wasn't really that great. And it's grown a lot over the years. Like I'm way more comfortable, like talking to my family about stuff now. And like I will talk to my family if there's stuff going on in my personal life. But at that time, I was struggling with an eating disorder. My relationship with my family wasn't the best. I really didn't have God in my life. I had no friends, and it just was something that I had to navigate completely alone. Just, like, all the feelings of feeling, like, alone and, like, no one cared about me. Yeah, no one was there to help me through that. So, I've come up with three things That you need to remember if you want to heal from heartbreak. The three most important things I need you to memorize are forgiveness, faith in the future, and full focus on improving your life. So I'm going to get into each one of these and how they'll help you through heartbreak and how they helped me through that massive heartbreak I had as a little freshman. Okay, so tool number one for healing from heartbreak slash trauma is forgiveness. Forgiveness is just crucial to the entire process of healing. If you don't forgive, you literally cannot do the rest of the steps. You really cannot heal from anything if you don't genuinely forgive and move on. Now, I will say, when you're first dealing with, like, let's say a breakup or like a betrayal or like, you know, anything painful like that. You do want to make sure that you give yourself time to feel anger and sadness and, you know, betrayal. It's very important that you don't just try to, like, um, shove those emotions in a cabinet somewhere and then, like, never actually deal with them. Because, trust me, they're still there, even if you try to run away from them. And they will just build up and get worse over time. So, always, I would say, take at least a good week. Like, you can give yourself a full week after something heartbreaking or traumatic happens to you, and you really just focus on everything that you're feeling. Like, feel everything that you're feeling, and you don't have to feel guilty about it. Let yourself have a week to cry when you want to cry. Let yourself have a week to just journal out everything that you're feeling. Let yourself have that week to just, like, I don't know, like, reflect on the memories, if it was, like, an ended relationship, or to just, like, actually process everything that you've been through, if something traumatic just happened to you, or, like, something really bad happened with a friend. You want to allow yourself a week to just, um, I don't know, what's the word, wallow in your sadness. That's very important, and that is the disclaimer that I'm going to give before I go into forgiveness, because before you forgive, you have to actually process what you've been through. Because if you don't process and fully understand everything that you've been through, if you don't really allow yourself to feel like, wow, this was really awful that they did this to me. I feel so bad about this. They really made me feel like unloved or they made me feel like I wasn't worth as much as I really am. Allow yourself to feel those things and realize how that person made you feel or how that event made you feel. Don't try to ignore that, because when you allow yourself to really see how this event or person made you feel, then you can fully forgive them because you know what feelings you're forgiving them for. You'll know that you're forgiving them for making you feel like you weren't worth a lot, even though you are worth a lot. You can forgive them for making you feel betrayed, you can forgive them for maybe um, triggering like a fear of abandonment within you. Whatever it is, you have to allow yourself to feel it for just a week and wallow and cry it and just get it all out before you can really have the emotional composure to forgive. Now, I will say with events that make you mad, like let's say you got cheated on, which is awful and I hope doesn't happen to any of you, but. I know that when people get cheated on, they have like intense, probably feelings of anger and betrayal. So, although I said like, feel your emotions to the fullest, do not retaliate. Just allow yourself to feel everything. Don't get me wrong. Be sad, cry, feel angry. Don't retaliate though, and don't make desperate moves like hitting up your ex to like, I don't know, beg them to get back together. Don't send petty text messages getting angry at them for everything they did. Don't text whoever hurt you and send them, like, an essay the length of the Declaration of Independence talking about how they suck as a person and you hope that they have an awful life. Do not do it. Guys, once before, I was dumped over text, which... It's my first time, like, saying it on the podcast, but this was, like, a while ago, but I was dumped over text, um, and I did respond in a petty manner. And I'm telling you guys this because I don't want you guys to make the same mistake that I made. Because freshman slash sophomore Abigail was not very mature in handling the way that she had been done dirty. Don't get me wrong, she was stunderdy. But she did not have to take such a low road to deal with, you know, what she had been put through. Um, And in fact, one of Abigail's biggest regrets to date is how she handled the situation with such pettiness. And this makes it sound really bad, but guys, it wasn't that bad. I just remember, like... (laughs) After I processed this whole like situation and after I realized like, oh my God, he really just dumped me over text. Um, well, he was being kind of rude about it, but like, instead of just like taking my L and moving on, I thought it would be a good idea to voice my feelings in the moment. And guys you know, just general rule of life, never respond to stuff or never make decisions when you're feeling very emotional because you will make bad decisions. You will make impulsive decisions that you regret later on. And boy, did I regret my decision. I was feeling like really upset that I was completely blindsided by this surprise dumping, And so <laughs> I decided to write like, the pettiest paragraph ever. I'm pretty sure I said something along the lines of like, and oh my god, I feel so bad for laughing about it now, but don't worry, like, um, we're on good terms now, like, we've, we've apologized and made up for it, but um, I think I said something along the lines of like, I hope your sleeves always fall down when you're washing your hands. Um, I hope your socks always slide around uncomfortably in your shoes. I hope um, you go to plug your phone in at night and then you wake up in the morning to discover that it wasn't charged. You know, I hope that your pillow is always hot on both sides. I think I said something along the lines of that. Um, and look, it felt gratifying while I was typing it, but should I have sent it? Mm. No, probably not. It was a bad idea, looking back. It was a very bad idea. And it really did not make me any better than him. What he did was kind of sucky, admittedly. And, of course, no hard feelings now. As I said, we worked everything out. Like, There's no toxicity lingering. But my response to it dragged me down to his level, admittedly. Like I did absolutely nothing to fix the situation. People may wrong you, but it is a hundred percent your decision how you respond, and you do not have to respond with toxicity if someone does something toxic to you. Trust me, it would have been so much better and it would have felt so much better if I had just sent a mature response back, like, oh, um, this really caught me off guard, but I understand, and thank you for letting me know. Things would have been so much less problematic if I had just done that. Um, I think due to my immature <laughs> response of the whole thing, I literally have not talked to that man in person ever since, like, the last time we were dating. Like, literally the last time I saw him, we were dating. Like, we were like... Talking in the cafeteria, like boyfriend and girlfriend, that was the last time I literally talked to this man in person. Because, of course, like he dumped me over text and stuff. But like, I'm sure we probably would have ended up talking in person afterwards, had I not been so petty about handling the situation. And honestly, I think my pettiness in handling the situation prevented me from getting the closure that I really needed to heal from that um situation as fast as I could have healed from it I think I really slowed down my healing process by making it such a petty and messy split like I mean don't get me wrong it started off being messy given that it was over text but I did absolutely nothing to fix the messiness of the situation which I do take full accountability for so anyways you want to feel all your emotions during this first week and after this trauma or breakup happens to you, but you don't want to respond in a petty manner. Don't be like me. Don't make that mistake. Trust me, you will regret it forever. (laughs) Like, it is not a good idea. Don't do anything petty. Don't retaliate. Don't get revenge. I know it may be so tempting, like when a friend betrays you or when someone breaks up with you or does you wrong, it's so tempting to want to get revenge and to want to be like, oh, well, this is what you're going to do to me. Well, look, watch me do this awful thing to you. It's not worth it. It will not feel worth it right after you do it. It may feel like it's going to feel really great once you do that petty thing and get your revenge. But literally after that, you're back to square zero. It does absolutely nothing to really solve the issue at hand or to help you heal from the betrayal or heartbreak that you're going through. So, summed up, allow yourself to feel all the sadness and hurt and betrayal and just all the negative emotions. Just get it all out, journal it, like meditate on it, vent about it to family members and friends. Do that for one week while also not doing anything petty. And then, we're going to move on to the step of forgiveness, which is very important. So now that you've already like gotten all your venting and crying and just emotional, like I don't know, messiness out of the way, you can focus on forgiving this person or just like forgiving the world for this event that happened to you. And that is really important. You really have to focus on genuine forgiveness. And that Comes with coming to terms with the situation, which you did during your first week of venting and getting all your emotions out. You've come to terms with the situation. Now you're going to make peace with whoever did this to you. Genuinely, you have to just understand that everything happens for a reason. And something that really helps me with forgiveness is not taking things personally and understanding that everyone is going through their own battles some things are just unexcusable. Like, um, obviously, things like murder and stuff, I mean, that's just not excusable. But you do have to understand that every bad thing that someone does, it's not really personally against you. All hatefulness is triggered by something rough that that person is going through in their personal life. Because let me tell you, no happy fulfilled person feels the need to lash out or do mean things to other people. That's really just the truth of the matter. So you have to understand that this person is going through some stuff in their personal life. They may have past trauma or heartbreak that they haven't healed from, and that's why they're treating you in this manner. You have to be understanding, and when you really understand and when you really come to terms with the fact that this person isn't just a monster, but they're going through a lot, you can start to feel compassion for that person. Don't feel mad at them. Feel bad for them. Feel like you wish that like they could heal from whatever they're going through. That's how you know you've really matured and you really understand the concept of forgiveness. You will genuinely want them to heal. And you will genuinely feel bad for whatever it is that they're going through that made them retaliate in this manner and hurt you. It won't hurt so much once you understand that it's not something you need to take personally and that it's simply caused by whatever rough stuff they're going through in their own personal life. It's not about you, it's about the tough circumstances in their life. And some people handle tough things better than others. So it's not like an excuse by any means to say that, oh, well, they're going through a lot, so it's fine that they took it all out on me. No, that's not fine. And if you're in a situation where you're being treated that way by someone and they're just saying it's because they're going through a lot, you don't need to accept that kind of treatment. But if you've already been hurt, then it honestly does you no good to get petty and upset over it and to be like, oh, well, that's no excuse you know, the truth of the matter is you really can't change the way they treated you. It's already done. The best thing you can do is approach it from a place of understanding. Understand that they've been going through a rough time in their personal life and need to heal from things. You genuinely want to hope for them to heal, and you forgive them. You say, you know, like, what you did to me was really awful, and the way you made me feel was really awful. And Of course, you don't have to actually say this to them. Like, if you're in a situation where you actually can't talk to them, or, like, it's too late to get closure, you just want to make sure you feel all these things. Um, so, I was saying, like, you want to say that, hey, I understand um, what you did to me was really awful, and it made me feel bad. I know that it's because you're going through a lot in your personal life and it's not about me and you're not a bad person you just have a lot that you need to heal from and I really hope that you heal from whatever you're going through and treat the next person better and move forward in life and live a happy life I understand what you did I'm not happy with what you did and what you did hurt me but I do forgive you That's how you genuinely start the healing process. You cannot start the healing process feeling hateful and resentful and still bitter over what they did to you. You can't be taking what they did to you personally. So just as long as you move forward with that forgiveness, you can really feel so much better about the whole thing. And forgiving doesn't make you weak. And you don't have to forget what they did or excuse what they did but approaching it from a place of understanding and having empathy for whatever twisted situation that they're going through that made them retaliate in this way, that's what's going to help you genuinely forgive. And forgiveness brings you peace. You may not want to forgive them. They may have done something pretty awful to you. And you may feel really mad at the world, but holding on to this anger and hurt Only takes away from your happiness. And if this person or this event has already made you sad and made you feel hurt inside, why would you allow that to perpetuate? Why would you want to give that event or person the power to continue to make your life awful? Because as long as you don't understand, show empathy, and forgive, those events or that person will continue to torment you and take away your happiness. And personally, I think that you deserve a lot better than holding on to this hurt and pain. I think that you deserve to heal, and that's why you should forgive. It's for your peace and for your sanity, and you deserve that. I'm going to share something from my personal life because I think it would help you guys understand this concept of forgiveness. Um... If you know me personally, then you might know that my mom is, like, the sweetest person ever. She's actually, like, honestly one of the nicest people I've ever met. She's so friendly, and she's so kind, and she always, like, does her best to make everyone around her feel loved. And just genuinely, she's such an inspiration to me because she just shows so much love to everyone around her. And she's, like, the type of person that makes conversation with anyone and it's really something that I aspire to live up to. Um, And just like the way that she cares so much about God and her faith and tries to live a good, righteous life, it's just really inspirational to me. But um, back when I was little, my mom actually had a stroke. And ever since the stroke, um, it caused her to develop a condition known as hemiplegic migraines, which are basically migraines where, like, you just kind of lose emotional control. Like, she basically always had a headache for a long period of time. Like, um, I would say from, like, 2012 to, um, like, 2017 is when I remember all of this being the worst. Wait, no, actually, I would say the worst years of it were, like, 2014 to 2017. Those were the worst years in terms of the migraines. So, like some days she'd be fine, and then other days, um, I would call them migraine attacks. She would get these migraine attacks where basically she would just get a really awful migraine. And because of her stroke and the hemiplegic migraine condition, Blood wouldn't correctly flow to the parts of her brain that controlled emotion. And see, the really tough part about all of this is that none of it was her fault at all in any way, shape, or form. Like, she's the nicest person in the entire world, and honestly one of the sweetest people like I've ever met. But because the migraines kind of cut off the blood flow to the part of her brain that processes emotion she could sometimes become, like, really emotionally volatile. And when I was a kid, I mean, I didn't always think things through. And sometimes I would say, like, little things that maybe came across as rude or offensive. Like, maybe I'd ask a question about, like, her outfit or something, and then it would be perceived as, like, me insulting her outfit, you know? Because, like, as a kid, I didn't always have the greatest judgment skills to, like, know what comments would come across as offensive or not and so sometimes I would like say stuff that you know I really had no bad intentions with but would just come across as offensive and of course because of the lowered blood flow like she would get really like angry and mad about it and you know it was just a lot because sometimes she would just get really mad at me and of course she doesn't remember any of this because it lit it literally was not even her who was getting mad at me, but, um, like, I would just get yelled at a lot, and I would say a lot more so than other kids, and during this time, it was just really hard for me, because especially when this happened when I was homeschooled, I mean, it was just me and my brother alone, like, dealing with this, um, treatment and dealing like it's just really hard for any kid to see their mom like go through that and to have such like bad health issues like it just really would always hurt my heart because like I would come home and she would just be like crying on the couch because she had like such a bad migraine oh my god it makes me want to cry but like just seeing all that she went through and also having to like deal with getting like yelled at alone because she couldn't really control her emotions thanks to the migraines that was really hard for me and there were some like really 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 intense arguments that we had where like I don't know maybe like she would say stuff that she didn't mean like stuff along the lines of like oh you don't love me you hate me which obviously isn't true because I love my mom but like she just obviously couldn't think straight thanks to the blood flow being decreased to her brain and she would just say a lot of like stuff that just really hurt me at the time because I was just like a kid and you know, I loved my mom a lot, and it just hurts so much to see her like that, and on top of that, like, she's not only suffering, but she's now mad at me, and she's saying that I don't love her, and that I hate her, and just all this stuff. It was really tough for me to go through emotionally, and there's a lot of stuff that happened, like, during her migraine attacks that really honestly, like, scarred me when I was young, and it scarred me growing up, and as I said the hard part about it all was that it wasn't even her who was really saying these things because she wasn't even in control of her emotions thanks to the um the migraine condition so I can't point the finger and blame anyone for it because it wasn't her fault she didn't even know like she doesn't remember any of this and you know it's just hard when you really can't blame anyone and you really can't understand why these things happened but it took me a while to really forgive and move on from it because a lot of the stuff like a lot of the stuff I experienced just really hurt me when I was young but I just had to come to terms with the fact that none of this was her fault she's literally like the best mom ever and the nicest person ever and I really had to just grow up and realize that hey what I went through was tough and what I went through was hurtful and a lot of the things that I went through really made me sad but it does me no good to hold on to this and to hinder my relationship with my mom by holding on to the things that she said to me in the past that she couldn't even control like I was just still really not over like some of the stuff that she said to me, so like I wouldn't really want to hang out with her as much, and I would kind of just basically wreck my relationship with my mom, because I still wasn't over some of the stuff that happened in the past when she had her migraine attacks, because a lot of the stuff that happened was just really hurtful to me, and... It really did come to a point where I just had to grow up, and I just had to approach the situation with empathy and understanding that, hey, you know what, the trauma that I went through absolutely sucks, and I hope that no one else has to go through that, but it's not her fault at all, and there's really no one that I can blame for it, and, you know, getting mad at her, someone who didn't even know what she was doing and wasn't even responsible for what she was doing that didn't fix anything. All it did was just hinder my relationship with my mom. And it just held me back from really connecting to her. And at the end of the day, like I was taking out my pain and my trauma on someone who didn't even deserve it because she wasn't even responsible for like the stuff that she said to me during her migraine attacks. And when I just came to that realization and when I talked to a therapist about it and when I really thought about it and I just realized like oh my god I've actually just been like awful this entire time because I've allowed this trauma to hold me back from really connecting with someone who loves me a lot and in that way you just really have to forgive it just goes to show that like If you don't forgive, you can miss out on a lot of good things in life, and I bet my relationship with my mom right now would be even better had I forgiven her earlier, and I don't want you guys to make that mistake. Sometimes things in life and traumatic events that you go through are really awful and so hard and just will really break your heart in many ways, but staying mad really does you no good. It only hurts you. And it only hurts the person that you're mad at. It does nothing to fix the situation. So always approach things with empathy and forgiveness. And even if what you're going through is hard or even if what you went through was hard, the only thing you can do to really feel peace inside and to fix your relationship with that person, I mean, even if you don't want them in your life anymore, You don't want to be harboring hostility towards someone. So just approach it with forgiveness, have empathy, and understand that yes, what you may have gone through sucked, like some of the stuff that I went through really sucked, but pointing the finger at people and staying mad does nothing to fix it. And you deserve forgiveness, and you deserve to heal, and you don't need to keep taking things out on the people who hurt you. It feels so much better to just forgive and move on, and ever since I stopped pointing the finger at my mom, someone who wasn't even responsible for this, and just grew up and moved on and put the past in the past and understood that there was nothing any of us could have done to change that, my relationship with my mom became so much better, and now I can actually like talk to her about stuff and It's just so much better than it used to be, all because I just decided to grow up and approach the situation with forgiveness and understanding. So I know that some of you guys definitely have similar experiences or just trauma. Everyone's been through trauma. So just know that like, it may be really hard to cope with what's happened to you, but the best thing you can do is forgive. I'm sorry, guys. This episode is already like 35 minutes, but I really don't want to cut off any part of it because I think that it's just so important to really talk about all aspects of healing. But without further ado, I'm going to move on to the second tool that is really important for healing, and that's having faith in the future. And this is where religion really comes into play for me. Um... When I was talking about my freshman year heartbreak with the whole friendship thing ending, I mentioned that I didn't really have God in my life during that time, and that event actually really prompted me to bring God into my life, and I'm glad that I did because genuinely one of the only things that helped me heal from that situation and move on and stop being in pain all the time was bringing God into my life and having faith in the future. There's just really something so comforting about reading the Bible and about listening to sermons and just hearing the message over and over that God has a plan for you and that everything that happens to you happens for a reason and happens to help you grow into the kind of person that God wants you to be. And that message has kept me afloat through so many hard times and so many stressful times because. Just as long as I remind myself that God has good things coming in my future and that everything's going to work out okay because God's in control, I feel fine. And some of the biggest pain and heartbreaks and dealing with trauma is just the fact that you don't know if better days are ahead. And it can feel really scary to feel like, wow, like, now a person's missing from my life or i've just been hurt and betrayed and i just feel like i'm in so much pain and how will things ever get better i just feel completely hopeless and alone and just like no one cares and nothing's gonna get better and i've been there so many times but every time what pulls me out is having faith in the future and that comes down to really like reading your bible And what's helped me a lot is listening to sermons. There are, like, so many good sermons on having faith in the future and trusting in God's plan. Like, you can find a bajillion different sermons on, like, breakups or healing from trauma. I highly recommend, even though it's kind of, like, I don't know, like, hmm problematic in a sense. I would recommend listening to the Joel Osteen sermons. Um, I know that some people don't really like him because, well, he does fly a jumbo jet and has occasionally closed off Lakewood Church to people in hurricanes. But, you know, despite some of his morally questionable actions, he does have really good sermons that are really uplifting and can just really, like, drill in um i guess key principles of faith so jumbo jet and um stinginess aside i think that joel osteen actually has some really good stuff and um when i was like going through like everything that i was going through in freshman year and in recent events um I really can't remember a time when I listened to a Joel Osteen sermon and did not feel better afterwards. So I would give that a try. Um, Let me look up the other ones that I like listening to. I know that I think Elevation Church has some really good sermons. Um, And of course, it is important to note that like, listening to sermons should not, like, replace reading your Bible. At the end of the day, you really want to make sure that you're reading the Bible on your own, because that's, like, a personal relationship that you have with God, and it's not good to always have your relationship with God be, like, interrupted by this third party, like, um, because When you're always having, like, a pastor tell you messages from the Bible, sometimes that means that you never actually crack open your Bible and, like, interpret things for your own. Not for your own. Interpret things on your own. So I would make sure that you're still, like, reading the Bible on your own. But in terms of, like, if you need, like, a quick pick-me-up and you just really want to feel like you can have faith in your life again... I would listen to some sermons. So as I said, Elevation Church, Joel Osteen. um, I mean, even if you just look up like sermons on having faith in the future, you'll probably find a ton of great ones. So anyways, those are my recommendations. And just honestly know that like there are better days ahead. And as bleak as your future may seem right now, it's not that bleak. It will get better. And with any type of pain or heartbreak or trauma, it's a tough pill to swallow, but really one of the only things that can help is time. Give it time. Spend that first week feeling everything you need to feel, then forgive the event or the person that hurt you, and just give it time. Just give it time and focus on living with forgiveness and having faith in your future, because God does promise that he has some really great stuff in store for you, and if you spend so much time focusing on what he took out of your life, then it's kind of like you're being ungrateful, because he does have better things in store for you, and it's like, I'm pretty sure I heard this analogy somewhere um, in some sort of sermon, but like, there's always that story of like, the girl holding on to her little teddy bear um, who's so focused on keeping this little teddy bear when like right behind her there's a bigger teddy bear that God has for her and that's a super corny example but it really drives on the point that I'm trying to make which is that like you may be so hung up on losing a person from your life or having something not turn out the way that you planned. But God knows what He's doing, and He's not going to prune things from your life if He doesn't have better things to replace what you've lost with. So, as long as you know that, and you just really focus on the fact that there are better things coming, and you can get excited and anticipate better days, you'll feel a lot better, and the pain will kind of start to melt melt away because. As long as you just really have that faith, it becomes so much easier to move forward and stop focusing on the pain of what you've lost or how you've been hurt. Because you know that you will be loved in the future and you will gain things better than what you lost. And now for my personal example of having faith in the future. um, Let me think about the best one I have. Probably, like, everything seems to tie back to my freshman year disappointment. But Regardless, even though I was so upset about losing that one friend, like, I kept faith in the future, of course, after I got over all my moping and pitying myself, and now I just have such amazing friends. Like, yes, I did lose one really awesome friend, and yes, that friendship was amazing, but God put so many people in my life that, like check all those same boxes i have friends in my life that always make me laugh i have friends that i feel like i really connect with on an emotional level i have friends that are really easy to talk to and i have friends that really like share past experiences with me and just because you lose something that you were really attached to doesn't mean that there's not something better coming and honestly like It's really easy to make people and things your end-all be-all. But if you lose something or someone, something better will always come in. And that's what happened with me. I kept faith in the fact that better things were coming into my life. And now my life is filled with some really incredible friends. Like some friends I met at governor's school and are just so amazing and supportive to me. Like even though I haven't seen them in over a month at this point... I still talk to a lot of them frequently, and they always support me with whatever I'm going through in my personal life and just always make me feel like I'm cared about. And, you know, losing that one friend in freshman year showed me, like, who my true friends were. I have a friend who has been there with me since that awful freshman year and has never stopped supporting me. And the hard times in your life can sometimes reveal people or things that were there all along and that are maybe even better than what you lost. So, like, God will bring things and people into your life to make up for whatever you lost, and just because they're different people or different things, just because the packaging is different doesn't mean that they can that they can't provide you with like the same satisfaction or joy or happiness that whatever you lost brought you so always keep faith in the future and i promise that whatever you've lost whatever pain you've gone through you'll feel happiness again and you'll feel fulfillment again i never thought that i would make it out of that awful freshman first semester it was absolutely terrible like i had no idea how i was going to make it through because every day just seemed so painful to me at the beginning but i did make it through and i love my life now yes i have my hard days and i have my hard moments but i'm just so blessed to have everything i have in my life and there's so many good parts of my life that god has blessed me with and there are just so many things that i'm blessed with daily like being able to go to school Of course, having a laptop, being able to make a podcast, like, none of this would have happened without that tough time that I went through in freshman year. So always have faith in your future, and better days are always going to come. This whole faith in the future thing especially applies to relationships, and, you know, it's kind of weird talking about relationships and stuff, given that my parents listen to this podcast. But I do have to say, like, I know that a lot of my listeners are the same age I am. And, you know, at this age, relationships are kind of a big deal. When breakups happen, you have to have faith in the future. And I can tell you firsthand, things do get better. Someone may be great for you, but if they're not ticking all of your boxes, trust me, there is someone out there that will tick all of your boxes. And if you lose someone, they really weren't meant to be your end-all be-all in the first place. Because if things are meant to be, they will happen. Trust me, real love will actually last. It's not going to be like super easy, but it's not going to just flake away in a second. You're not going to have to consistently chase after it. It will come into your life and it will feel right. And, you know, like, of course, who am I to talk given that I'm not, like, married or anything? But I do know that, like, things get better. And, like, I would say that the quality of my relationships have improved every time. Like, you can always do better than what you have right now or what you've lost. Like, there will be a person that comes into your life that is better than the person that you lost or the person that broke your heart. And I can promise you that. You do not need to settle, and you do not need to go back to people who didn't treat you the way that you should have been treated, because it's not too much to ask for to be treated in a respectful manner. And trust me, like, think about this. If you're looking for someone who's, like, loyal, kind, puts in tons of effort, um, makes you feel special, and is, like, intelligent and smart and has goals, someone else is out there looking for the same, too. And I bet that if you're looking for those traits, you probably display a lot of those traits on your own. So there are other people who will feel the exact same way as you, and you will stumble across that right person who exhibits all the qualities that you really care about. And trust me, like you will be so glad that you didn't settle and that you didn't like stay stuck up on whoever broke your heart when you meet that person. So always trust that there are better things coming in the future and you do not need to like feel immense pain and regret over a breakup because trust me, there are tons of other people in the world and it may not seem like it because, you know, you may live in kind of a small town or like there may not be many people at your school, but know that you will eventually meet that right person. You may not meet that right person in high school or in college, but you will meet that person one day. There's really someone for everyone. Like, sometimes there are couples where I'm like, wait, what? They found someone to date? (laughs) Like, that sounds awful, but it's true. Like, sometimes the most obscure people can find their soulmates. So if super obscure and weird people can find their soulmates... So can you, because you're probably not super obscure and weird if you're listening to this podcast. So trust in the future. There are better people out there if you've gotten heartbroken and if you're listening to this because you're going through a breakup. It's going to be okay. I know it's hard to let go of someone, especially if you had good moments and good memories with them. I mean, that's awesome that you had good memories, but you'll make better memories with someone else one day. Just because you had good memories with someone does not mean that they're the only person that you're ever going to have fun with. Someone else may be able to fulfill you more than that person ever did. So don't get too hung up on one person, and it's really your faith in the future that will allow you to move on and know that better things are coming. Okay, so now we can move on to my favorite and the final step of how to heal from heartbreak, which is have full focus on improving your life. So first, you got all your emotions out. You forgived them. You started cultivating faith in the future. You know that better things are coming. And now it's time for you to have full focus on improving your life. This is how you really move on and stop thinking about your heartbreak and your trauma. This is like the most important step, pretty much. I mean, the steps build on each other, but this step will feel the best when you get there. So, you've obviously probably lost someone from your life, or, like, you've emotionally kind of lost a part of yourself due to the trauma that you've been through, and that sucks, right? But let's not live the rest of our lives feeling sorry for ourselves and down in the dumps. That's why we want to have full focus on living our best lives from this point forward. One of the things that will help you the most when you're moving on from breakups or just trauma or heartbreak or betrayal is just focusing on you. Stop focusing on other people. It's good for a little bit, like don't focus on getting into a new relationship or like getting revenge, obviously, or like finding new friends. Focus on yourself for a bit. You've already taken the time off to heal, forgive, like wallow in your sadness Now it's time to take time to yourself to just focus on improving your life. Because oftentimes, from my experience when it comes to breakups, when you lose someone, you feel like there's, like, a hole in your life. Like, life just feels a little bit emptier than it used to feel, and that can just feel so crushing, especially when, like, you're going through your daily routine and you're like, oh, well, I used to do this with them, or, like, Oh, when I see this, it reminds me of that time when I was doing X activity with them here. You know, it's just a whole thing of like feeling like they're gone from your life, and everything seems to remind you of how they're lacking from your life. But really, the only way to fix this is filling up your life with other things. There's now a hole in your life thanks to your trauma or breakup or heartbreak. You can fill it on your own. You don't need another new person or, like, new material objects to fill this hole in your life. You can do it on your own, and it feels the best when you do it through self-improvement. So, focus on really getting your mindset right. Obviously, keep working on healing from your pain, because healing isn't just, like, a one-and-done thing. Healing is an ongoing process, and it's not something you just, like, think about once and then are, like, I don't know. Like with trauma, you don't just think about it once and then like feel fine for the rest of your life. Some things will trigger um, your painful emotions to come back. So you need to keep working on healing and um, getting your mindset right. But anyways, you want to focus on like starting hobbies that you love, work on things that you love, read books that you love, maybe pick up a new piece on the piano just focus on doing things that make you happy. And as I said in one of my past episodes, like with relationships and friendships, you want to think of those as a cherry on top of your Sunday of a life. A Sunday is still amazing with or without the cherry. The cherry just adds some stuff to the Sunday, Like, it's nice. Like, oh, yeah, we have a cherry. But without the cherry, you're not going to just throw the Sunday away or say, oh, this sucks. Like, no it's still good without the cherry. And that's, like, what your life is like. Your life is the Sunday. Sure, the cherry may be missing from your Sunday now, but you can still have a good life, and you can still work on your Sunday of a life with or without the cherry on top. And that's how I like to think about, like, moving on from breakups and whatnot. So, focus on cultivating your dream life and honestly like when i think of relationships and like um what really helped me stop focusing on like getting into a relationship it was just having like the mindset that um like i'm going to build the life of my dreams and you know what oftentimes like love will enter your life when you're not chasing it so i'm going to focus on like building my dream life and really like working on the things that I'm passionate about, making myself the best person that I can be. And when I grow into that amazing person, then I'll also be able to attract someone who is at that same level as me. Because oftentimes, if you're not putting in the work on yourself, then you are going to attract some bums into your life and toxic people that you really don't want to be in relationships with. So it really all ties back to yourself, and you want to make sure that you're putting in the work on yourself on a daily basis to ensure that you're attracting good people into your life and that just makes it easier you don't want to focus on finding someone new if you're heartbroken focus on living your best life and making the life of your dreams because then those right people will want to be a part of your life and you're not going to have to worry about attracting anyone because they're going to see the amazing life that you lead and the amazing person that you are And trust me, they're going to want to be with you. You're not going to have to, like, manipulate them or use any, like, secret texting tips to get them to fall in love with you. If you really put in the work and you express authenticity and you're just authentically yourself and you're a great person, those right people will naturally come to you and you don't have to worry about it. That's really how you can stop focusing on like trying to get someone new into your life. Because I know that the temptation is always there, especially when it comes to breakups. You just want a distraction, you want someone new, you want to move on. But you need to spend that time alone working on yourself before you will get someone new to come into your life. And that's something that everyone needs to realize. So without further ado, I think that should wrap up this episode. So the three things that you need to do to heal from heartbreak are forgive whoever or whatever hurt you, have faith in the future, and have full focus on improving your life and living your best life so that better things and people will be naturally attracted into your life because you're going to be living such a great life that all the good things in the world will want to become part of your life. So as long as you focus on those three things, forgiveness, faith in the future, and full focus on improving your life, you can heal from any heartbreak or any trauma that you're going through. And it may be hard and you may be in pain right now, but trust me, things will get better and you're going to make it on to better days as long as you follow these steps to heal and get everything out of your system and just really like focus on moving on and putting your best foot forward. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. I know that it was really on the long side. I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being like an hour. But I thought that everything I said in this episode really needed to be said to drive home the points that I was making. So I really hope that my personal examples helped you. Um, As always, like thank you so much for your feedback. I really love it when you guys like DM me or text me and tell me like which episodes helped you and which examples helped you it makes me feel like really happy that I'm helping you guys Um, if you do want to speak on the podcast fill out the podcast application form which is in the podcast instagram's bio at personal growth project official it's just a short little form that you fill out with like your email and what you want to talk about and then I'll get back to you and you can come speak on the show So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and I hope that you have an amazing week.